0: Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're all having a great day. Alright, so today we're going to be talking about Rebel Rose, the first novel in the Queen's Council series by Emma Theront. This book, it is a historical fiction novel, but it is also not a retelling of Beauty and the Beast. What it does is it takes Beauty and the Beast, um, the film, either, you can look at it as either... The Disney animated movie or even um, The live-action movie. I would say the live-action movie just cuz that one fills in some holes but It takes place After the wedding so if you are a fan of historical fiction and fairy tales You know that the time period of beating the Beast is sort of around the time of the French Revolution so We are exploring their happily ever after, if it even is a happily ever after. And that's what I think is really interesting about this book. I don't think we've ever seen a story showcase the happily ever after aspect, you know. After they got married I don't think we've ever seen a story explore that for any of the fairy tales to be quite honest so that's initially what drew me to this novel and it is the first in a series so I'm excited to see what's gonna happen next with fellow books what princesses we are going to see afterwards and you know like I said it does take place right On the cusp of the French Revolution Um, they do storm the Bastille you get to see it's like being there I want to say you're seeing the French Revolution you're seeing why there was a revolution I feel like we can relate a lot of why there was a French Revolution to today's um, society with the government in this novel is very similar the monarchy monarchy in this novel I feel like is very similar to the United States right now where you have the 1% kind of looking out for just the 1% and they're not really paying attention to the middle class and lower class that was the core of the French Revolution they wanted equality and so I think it is very relatable to today's world because we're looking at it and you're reading it and you'd be like, wow, this sounds really familiar right now. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure I highlighted a quote um, for it. So let me just pull up that quote real quick. But. I think it's really important and I liked how the story gave me a historical feeling I love historical fiction and um, I like French history These are are things that interest me, and I'm a huge sucker for Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast is probably my favorite uh, Disney movie because I love Belle. No surprise, right? I'm a girl. I love to read. (laughs) So I love Belle as a character. So I do like to see how the author explored Belle's role, you know, going from peasant and having all these dreams of adventure to... Um, a queendom, almost, or a princess. She doesn't like the title. She refused to take the title. So she's kind of found herself in between. She's neither part of the royalty or the high class, but she's not part of the commoners either. She is above that. So you do get to see just how she has changed as a character. She's still... I feel like the Bell that we all know and love but she's growing she's trying to find this balance of representing the first class not the first class the lower and middle class which is what she was part of in this new life and station that she has I also think and the I found my quote um, Again, you know, there's a lot of discussion today, society in the U.S. about making education tuition-free. I am all for that, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, not only as a student with a lot of debt, I don't really know how I'm going to be able to pay it off. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a manager at a movie theater, a full-time manager, and I only make 14 an hour. But the cost of living is so high in Florida. At fourteen an hour, I'm I'm barely able to afford my bills and food, let alone you know paying off my student loan bills. Um, so I'm totally in favor of tuition free education. And I think it's and that's just something else that the author touches upon. She has a quote um, where Bell is arguing with the nobles about education because they, of course, don't think peasants should be afforded education. They just think if you can afford it, well, then tough luck for you, right? Whereas her belief is the same as my belief. And the quote was, I believe that education is right, monsieur, and one that has long been reserved exclusively for the most privileged among us. She wants to bring education affordable education or even free education to her people to the commoners because she thinks everyone should be equal and I really love that that's why I say this is still Belle this is still the Belle we know I we know and love she's still striving for rights for You know, she's still striving. That's why I say she's grown as well. She's striving for equality and representation. She does lose herself a little bit because she feels so out of place. But given the course of the novel, she starts to put her foot down. And she's like, no, I'm not going to let you boss me around. This is my house. You're going to do what I say. And I thought that was such a great moment in the novel so I love how this story has developed Belle as a character I love how we get to see Belle grow into this new role that she has been sort of forced into just because she loves Leo I will say this Leo does not regress in case you're worrying no he stays the reformed beast That I think we all kind of fell in love with by the end. He treats Belle with the utmost respect. And I think one of the downfalls of the relationship in this novel that does create some tension, although it is very realistic, is as much as she feels out of place, he also feels out of place. Again, his kingdom, you know, his principality has been erased for 10 years and now all of a sudden everyone's remembering like you were not here for 10 years why should we listen to you now you know you've got angry nobles who were just doing whatever they wanted for 10 years because they had no one to um no one was you know paying attention to their actions so they were just doing whatever the hell they want Increasing taxes, you know, abusing their peasants and commoners. And now they have to answer for it with Leo and not just Leo of before. A reformed Leo, who wants to fight for equality. He does share the same beliefs as well. And I think that's the saving grace of their relationship that soon he he gets peer pressured into doing a lot of stuff. And the peer pressure also takes on Bella as well because they're really out of depth they really are out of their depth here Um, again curse um, they it's like their kingdom has suddenly come back into existence after 10 years so there's like this 10 year gap of what's going on Um, and in case you're wondering Mrs. Potts and Chip and Lumiere and Cogsworth, they're all here in their original roles uh, before the curse, and I thought that was really cool as well. To see the story take how the Disney fairy tale ended and input it into history and explore the turbulence around the fairy tale. And you really do get to see how the turbulence has affected them as individuals, how the events of the, of the curse that the Enchantress put on them affected them as well. So you get to see a lot happen in this novel. And I like this idea of putting this fairy tale, you're taking this fairy tale and you're putting it into history because now you're exploring history you're exploring all the tension around that time and i think that that's really interesting to read to me as well um so i have to say i was really really happy to read this book i was impressed by it um and i'm a huge fan once again of disney's beauty and the best both the animated and the live action movie um And ultimately, I like how we do get to see how they do get to live happily ever after. Because if you know history, you're just like, Oh, well, they're part of the noble class, so they probably lost their heads. No, it doesn't happen here. And it's great. You get to see um, reformation. You get to see equality happen here. And I think it's really great. And I think I love how relatable it is to now if you live in the united states you're you're definitely going to see how it relates so strongly to today's time and i think that's also kind of scary because it's i feel like this is real history you know the revolution is real history what they were fighting for why they started the revolution that's real history and i think we could all learn a little bit more from that history because it's replaying itself and it's kind of scary to see it (coughs) replay itself so this is a novel that makes you think it's a a novel that's going to encourage you to like act and be thoughtful and um, more aware of your world while also not losing that fantasy (coughs) i'm sorry it doesn't lose that fantasy it doesn't lose the warmth of the classic Disney movies, which I think is really great, but it does bring new life and new tension and new depth to it, which I think is really admirable. Um, So this was Rebel Rose. I'm going to go ahead and give it four, four and a half stars. I do think it's a really good book. It didn't completely blow me away, but I was sucked into the plot line. I, I did think it's a really compelling story. And I think Belle is a voice that continues to resonate with the readers so uh, go ahead and purchase this book off of bookshop.org if money's tight please check it out from your local library and i hope you'll continue to support this podcast by liking it and sharing it with all your book-loving friends hope you have a great rest of your day and as always happy reading Mm